You know, I always say this every week, but I am just so grateful, thankful that all of you took time in your busy schedules to be here. You know, we pray for this time. We pray that this would be like the best hour and a half or whatever of your week. Next week, I got to tell you, next week I'm really, really excited. I'm excited about this week. But next week we're going to start this really important series where we're talking about worldviews. Now, what is a worldview? A worldview is, is how we look at everything in life. How do we view the world? And, and, you know, for a lot of us, some of us, all of us who call ourselves followers of Christ, we all have our ideas of, of how we should view the world. You know, we all have our ideas about, you know, WWJD, what would Jesus do? We all have our ideas. But what does the Bible, what does God really say? You know, that, that if we truly followed the God of the Bible, if we looked at the Bible and said the Bible is the Word of God, which it is, it's the inerrant, inspired Word of God, which it is, then what does that say about how we should live? And so for the next 12 weeks or so, we're going to go through the book of Romans. And we're going to go through the book of Romans with the specific purpose of discovering what and how God wants us to live. And, and if it makes you uncomfortable, say, yes, God. Because there's going to be things that we're going to come up against that is going to go against some of the things we feel, some of the values we have. Because, you know, a part of us, you know, we, we're embedded in the values and the culture of our world. So, so when God says this is how we should live, a lot of times, sometimes, it's contrary to what everyone else is doing. And so um, it's going to be really, really good. I want to encourage you. Um, been praying, praying. This might be the most important series that I think maybe we've ever done. Because we've never took time to really say, this is what God calls us to. This is how God wants us to view the world. Every decision, you know, every value we have, we place it against the word of God. Never did anything like that. So be praying. If you can be here, it would be awesome. So that's the good news. Now for the bad news. The sad state of the San Francisco 49ers. It pains me. In 2012, they win 11 games, 11-4-1. They reached the Super Bowl. They would have won except they got cheated out of it. You know, things were looking up. Things were good. Pat Willis was still playing. But then you fast forward, right? That was 2012. Fast forward to 2016. They win just two games. No player voted as in the Pro Bowl or like an all-star. There's no all-stars on that team, right? They fire the coach. That's their third coach in three years. That's not a good thing. They fire their GM. That's a good thing. And they're a mess. They're a mess, and they're in need. Uh, they really need to undergo really a complete makeover. You know, that's just the way it is. It's, just, it's like, what can we build? No, you know what? Just trash the whole thing, start again. In our lives, we make some good decisions, and we make some really poor decisions that we choose to live according to our standards and desires 
instead of God's standards and desires. And, and we can find ourselves, like the 49ers, in a complete mess, right? Unfortunately, we don't have the real option to do a complete makeover in our lives. There's so many times we've got to live with our decisions that we might want to wipe the slate clean, you know, in our lives. But the reality is we, we got to carry, we still carry the decision, we still carry the results of the bad decisions that we make. But the good news is, the amazing news is, the incredible news is, is that when you make a decision to accept Jesus as your Savior, and you begin to follow him, I mean really follow him, not just do the religious thing, come church, hey, hallelujah, but really begin to follow him, that no matter what has happened in your life, no matter what, what you've done, no matter what was done to you, no matter what's going on, when you turn to him, he begins to transform your life. To what degree? Well, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any person is in Christ, what? they are a new creature. A, the new, a new creation is what the Bible says. That the old is gone and the new has come. That if any person is in Christ, they're a new creation. I mean, you know, some of us, we've memorized that when we were just became Christians, right? But when you really think about that, that no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, Jesus said, if, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. But, 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 no buts. You're a new creation. And Jesus came to reconcile all of us back to the Father and to transform our lives no matter how much of a mess we've made. And that right there is the wonder of the gospel, the wonder of the good news of Jesus, that Jesus said he came to seek and save that which was lost. That's what that's all about. And, you know, we've been talking about this, that God is leading us into a new season. And he really, really is. That this is a new season here at our church. But also, as I talk to many of you, God's doing stuff in your life. You know, God's bringing about new things in your life. And, and if he isn't, pay attention, because I believe he is. God wants to take you from where you were, and he wants to take you someplace where he wants you to be, and it's a new season. But you got to let him. You've got to let God. That, that for some, God is bringing you through a time of much challenge and struggle. That you look back on this season, it's been like, oh, this has been tough. And God's saying, hey, you know what? A time of breakthrough is going on. Right now, this is a new season. For others, you know, he may be calling you to a greater devotion. That God's calling you to go from a life where you do maybe a quiet time and you do a devotion every day to, to go into a life that is a life of devotion. You see? And there's a big difference. And God is challenging you and God's encouraging you. And it's like, come on. You know, give you an example, all right? My wife, she gets up really early 
And um, she goes on our dining room table, and she has her Bible here, her iPad there, a cup of tea there, and a journal, and, and, and she's just spending time with the Lord. And, and, and where the iPad comes in is she, she has, you know, she goes on YouTube, and she goes through all kinds of worship music. And so sometimes you know, I get up, and I go downstairs, and I, and I see her, you know, and she has, like, you know, it's been cold, she has a little shawl thing over her head. And I see her going like this, and she's going like this. And I'm like, why? You know, just so, so, I, so I get up, and, I, you know, and this is God's doing a good work in me, all right? Because I'm not perfect, and you all know I'm not perfect. So, you know, I'm down there, I'm making fun of her, and I'm like, oh, like that. You know, and she goes, hey, I'm worshiping. This past weekend, I decided that, you know what? I got I to gotta grow up a little bit. And I, and, I, and I humbled myself a little bit. And I just said, okay, and I started to watch what she's watching, okay? Now, most everybody here knows. I didn't know, okay? Don't, I'm sorry I didn't know. But she's watching a worship leader named Carrie Job. I don't, you guys know, who knows Carrie Job? And, and, she's, and, she's, and she's doing, and she was doing um, uh, Chris Tomlin's Revelation song, right? So, so she worshiping, and all of a sudden, it's like, Oh, this is good. And I'm worshiping. And it was like God was saying to me, Mark, you see, you fool around so much that you miss out. And all weekend, I just got my iPad open, watching Gary Joe. This is like worship. And I tell the worship team this morning, that's what I want to see. You know? Michelle, I want to see you. No, I don't want to see her. You know, whatever. Whatever. If I jumped, I'd hit the ceiling because, you know, I got pops. Anyway, so, but, but you know, God's doing a new thing. And God's calling some of you to a greater devotion, you know. Fathers, he's calling you to a greater service and ministry. That he's opening your eyes to see that, that your work is more than just work. That work is an act of worship. And that you're there at your workplace for a specific reason, you know? And, and so he's, God's doing this great thing. He's doing a new thing. And, and as he does so, we've got we've to see it. And we've got to see what he's doing. And we've got to get behind it. Because if we don't, we're going to miss out on something so great that he wants us to, to step into. You know, Isaiah the prophet he had, a message to the, he had a message to the nation of Israel at a real pivotal time in their history. Um, a message that God wanted to, to lead them into this new season, you see. Um, this was a time where empires were rising and falling, and the nation of Israel was really in peril. You know, it was this bleak, bleak time in their history was where as a result of their rebellion and their sin and turning away from God, you know, that they were experiencing the results of that, that they were now a divided nation. And then the northern kingdom was taken into exile. Southern kingdom, going to follow real soon, but it was a mess, right? They had lost much. There wasn't much hope for them. For the future. And into the setting comes the prophet Isaiah, 
And his message in the book of Isaiah could be wrapped up in one verse, maybe, in Isaiah 30, verse 15. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. But man, you guys so hard-headed, you have none of that. That's what he's saying. And, and God's message to the nation was, remember who I am. Remember what I've done. Remember that I am the sovereign and strong God, that I am your God, he's saying. Remember that salvation and deliverance comes through me. Look at your history. Look what I've done in your lives. Look what I've, where I've taken you. I've taken you from being a people of slaves in Egypt, and look where you are. Look where you are now, you know? And so he's saying, remember and return to me. Return to me. Trust me. I saved you before. I will save you again, you know? Look at who I am and how much I love you. Why? Why do you still reject me? After all I've done, why do you still reject me? And, and God, in the message from Isaiah, from God through Isaiah, I think he has a word for all of us. That as he was dealing with his people in this book, I believe God wants to give you and I a word of encouragement today, a word of hope as he leads us into a new season. Wherever you are, wherever he is, wherever you find yourself, I believe God wants to lead you and give you hope. And amidst all that you're going through, some of you are going through a really hard time, but amidst all that, God wants to give you hope, and he wants to break through. And so what is God saying to us today? Isaiah 43, verse 18, 19. God is saying, hey, look, forget the former things. Forget the former things. All the stuff that has gone on in your life, forget it. Don't dwell on the past. See, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is saying, look. Look what's going on in your life. And hear what I'm telling you. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell. I am doing a new thing in your life. Don't you see it? Don't you perceive it? Now it's springing up. Not like it, it'll spring up in a couple, two, three, four years. No, he's saying right now. It's springing up right now. Can't you see it? Going through a wilderness, I'm making a way. Darren, I'm digging streams for you. See? That's his word, that God is doing a new thing. And I just wanted to share a couple things just to encourage you from this passage. First thing is this, you got to change your focus. That God is doing a new thing in your life, so change your focus. Quit looking behind and start looking ahead. All right? Quit looking behind Start looking ahead. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. We can 
and we must learn from our past. But we cannot dwell on the past. To dwell is to, to think and, and speak or write at length about a particular subject, you know, especially one that is a source of unhappiness, anxiety, or dissatisfaction. It's like to linger over something, to brood about something, you know. And, and what God is saying is like, yeah, look, you know, there, there's some things that you just can't get over in your life. And God says, you know, you got to stop dwelling on that. You got to change your focus. Yes, those things happen. Yes, you're maybe experiencing the results of that. Yes, but don't dwell on it, you know. Stop lingering over the past. Instead, instead, just begin to look and see what I'm doing. Changing your focus means you can't allow your past failures to possess you. You know, the children of Israel, they failed God miserably. Every time God blessed them with good things, they returned to him evil things. God delivers them from slavery, you know, miraculously parting the, the sea. What do they do? They grumble. They grumble, you know, and they grumble as they face these little challenges along the way. God opened the ocean. God opened this body of water. And it's like, oh, man, we don't have this. We don't have, you know, and they're just grumbling, you know. Um, God gave them his commandments to guide them for their own good. They just, they just looked at it and they lived like they were just suggestions by God. God gave them the temple to worship, but they gave him idol worship. God gave them so much, but they gave him nothing in return except rejection. And, and they didn't deserve to receive anything more from God. They didn't. But, but God, in his love for them, he still loved, for, loved them, his hesed love for them, his loyal, stubborn love for them, that he says, I'm still here, and I want to change things around. And God is saying, look, instead of focusing on the past, instead of dwelling on the past, God is saying, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. You got to change your focus. God wasn't condemning them for a past they couldn't change. You know, instead, he was extending his hand of grace. And he says, I know all that stuff. But, but I want to give you an amazing future. I, I, I'm doing a new thing. Can't you see it? You got to stop looking in the past. Because if you look ahead, you're going to see what I'm doing. And if you're like me, your past holds you back so often. You know, the guilt, right? The guilt of things you're ashamed of. You know, the shoulda, woulda, couldas. You know, it's like, man. Is there a feeling you might be, you might be a feeling like, man, you're never going to be good enough. You know, you look, it's like, man, God is like, it's never going to be good enough. I mean, you just look, God's up here, I'll never be there. Or you might look, it's like, 
look at Pastor Mark. I'll never be as good as he is. You know, it's like, well, how can I? You know, I, And you know, the truth is, you can't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can be better than me. But you see, but it's like, you know, we're talking about, what? You know, I, I just, I'm never going to be good enough. And God is saying to you this morning, don't allow the failures of your past to possess you and to hold you back because I'm here and I want to do a new thing in your life. In Isaiah 55, verse 7, God says this to us. Let the wicked change their ways. Banish the very thoughts of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. No matter what you've done, that's God's word for you. That he's there, he will forgive generously. That's his word for us. Change your focus. Stop looking in the past and start looking ahead. See what, look, be on the lookout. What is God doing? Instead of now what I did, look what I did, look what I did. Stop looking at yourself and begin to see what is God doing out there? Because God's doing something. Even in the midst of what you're doing and what you're going through, God's doing something. Give an example. Pastor Tony Wong, I just spent time with him. He is the pastor of Hawaii China Mission Church, you know, the church that we started uh, for Mandarin-speaking people. (laughs) I've never seen a pastor go through what he and his family has gone through this past year. I don't know how he is standing, really. They go to China on a vacation a little more than a year ago. They go there, and, and Pastor Tony's wife goes, you know, I, I just, I'm so hurt by some of the things that have happened. I can't go back to Hawaii just yet. So, so Pastor Tony said, why don't you stay here just a little bit you know, with your mom and your dad and family. And then they had their youngest son who was like about two years old, two something, you know, two, two and a half years old, back then Joseph, stayed. So they came back. And then um, uh, his wife, Lily, went through a really, really dark time. And she left the family home because she just had to get away. No one knew where she was. Tony didn't know it for months. Right? And so you have Tony and his two older kids, um, 10, and, 10, and, 10 and 8. And then wife, not sure where. She, all he knows, she's in a really dark place, hurting really bad. And his youngest son is over here with his in-laws. So time goes on, and she decide, they decide there's a healing center in Canada to go to. So they make plans, and, and, and Lily goes to this place. It's a two-month place where she receives healing and prayer. It's a great thing. She's getting stronger. Yes. In the meantime, Joseph... He's been, you know, there in China for almost a year, almost a year, and you know, this little guy, he's hurting, right? So Tony's, I gotta go back, get him. But Lily is about to come home. She was supposed to, you know, end of November was the end of the time. She said, "Can I stay here just about a month more to just receive more prayer and healing?" And Tony said, "That'd be a good idea." She was supposed to come back 
um, the end of December, early January, uh, the week before she comes back, um, she gets hit by this, um, I forget what it was called, this condition, and, and she had to go to the ER. Put it, put it on, put it on a back burner. In the meantime, Tony had already had tickets to go to China, so he goes to China, pick up his youngest son, and um, two younger, the two other kids are here. While he's there, they have this church funeral. Hour before that, he gets a, he gets a um, text from his sister, I believe. Dad just passed away. You know, just overnight, they try to wake him up. He had died in his sleep. And so, you know, Tony is just like, he's crushed. I mean, this is like, you know, his dad. And then Lily is supposed to be back last week. Right after New Year's, about a week and a half after his father dies, Lily is, Lily is in a car and they get into an accident. And it's a, it's, it's a serious accident. The guy hit them, left, left them for dead. She's in a coma for three or four days. They don't know if she's going to live. Right? And she comes out of the coma, and she's just hurting. And Sonny's over here. He doesn't know what's going on. So I talked to him yesterday, and I go, Sonny. Got his church leaders together. We had an emergency meeting yesterday. He's got to go to China. he's got to go to Canada now, and he's got to see what's going on and, and take care of Lily so they can come back. And I, I said, Tony, I don't know. I don't know what you say at a time like that. And he said, God is faithful, and I don't know what he's doing. But God is faithful, you know, and 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 it would have been so easy for him to just look, look at all this. But he chose; he's looking ahead, and we're going to pray for them because they need prayer. Um, I don't know. We're, we're going to meet as elders uh, this week, and, and we got to figure out is there financially can we do something to help them? But, but. If it wasn't for his focus, I don't know where he'd be. You know? And all of us, you're probably not going through what Tony's going through. But God is saying to you, I'm doing a, I'm doing a new thing. You've got to change your focus. Don't dwell on the past. But look ahead. And then as you do that, Second thing is you clarify your focus and discover what God is doing in your life. You got to change your focus, look ahead, but then you, you clarify that focus and you begin to look for what God is doing in your life. Because God is saying to us, I'm doing a new thing. It's springing up. You know, do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? Because it's right there. It's coming up. And if you'd look, you'd see the new thing that I'm doing. And so instead of looking and dwelling on your past, you got to look ahead. And when you look ahead, it's not just looking ahead. It's looking to see what God is doing. You know? 
It, it's, it's looking ahead to see where do you see evidence of God's hand in your life and, and, and begin to, to walk in where you see God's hand is. And it's not going to be easy, but if you look, you're going to see like in the wilderness of your life, look for the places where God is making a way, like there's something going on here. Or if in the barrenness and the dryness of your life, look for those, those, those streams that trickles of hope where God is digging a, a stream in the, in the dryness of your life. You see? Look and see. Bob Morikuni is here, and he is the athletic director at McKinley High School, and he had a um, very, very important decision that um, after two years, the uh, two seasons, the football coach resigned, and he posted the job. About five guys applied, one of which was Pat Silva, who happened to be Bob's first choice two years ago. But, you know, different members of the administration had some concerns, and so Bob had to go with his second choice, all right? And, um, and now... We're in this, he's in this process again, and Pat submits his name again, and it's clear, and it's especially clear to Bob, because maybe part of it was because I kept nagging him about it, that, that Pat Silva was the best person for the job again. But would the administration allow his name to stand? See? Nothing changed. Same concerns. Would Bob need to settle for his second or third choice again? It looked like the very same scenario from two years ago. But God was saying, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. You know, um, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So Bob clarified his vision and says, you know, I, I, I think God is doing something. So he sets up a team to interview all the candidates. They come back with their top choice, which Pat was, and he wasn't a part of that, that, that group. And then he and the principal meet with Pat Silva. They have an interview on a Saturday. On Tuesday, they meet with Pat Silva. And today, I can stand before you and say that McKinley High School has a new coach. And his name is Pat Silva. And you folks will all meet him one day because he's going to be here, and I'm going to introduce him to you, and it's going to be great. Now, Bob could have said, it ain't going to happen because nothing changed from the last time. But something did change. What changed? God said, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. All you got to do is look for it because it's springing up. And I think Bob will tell you, and you can talk to Bob after. Right, Bob? Bob's right there under the light. He's so bright. His mom calls him son. <laughs> you know, get it bright, son. You know, the light. Anyway, well, that's, that's where he is. And uh, 
there's a real sense of hope. Would you say, Bob? Huh? Ready to go, right? Yeah. No, and uh, I'm excited about it as well. But it's time for all of us to clarify our focus and discover what God is doing because he's doing something new. The third thing, last thing is this. You got you to gotta change your focus. We got to clarify our, our, our focus and really begin to look for what God's doing. And then when you see it, you got to commit. You got to commit yourself to the new thing God is doing in your life. You got to commit yourself. You see, the amazing thing was God was already setting into motion the events and the people that would lead Israel out of captivity and back into the land of promise. It was already in motion. And what God is saying to us is that he's already doing something. we got to commit ourselves to what he's doing and, and, and really begin to walk in what he has. See, but, but you know what? God was setting things into motion with the people of Israel. But it was going to be up to them if they were going to decide if they wanted what God was offering. And if they refused God's plan, they would refuse to follow where God was leading, they would have been stuck. You see? They had to commit themselves to what God was saying and what God was doing. And so let the Holy Spirit speak to you. God is already setting into motion. He is the new thing in your life. It's springing up. Do you not perceive it? You got to look for it, is what he's saying. Yes, you've made poor decisions. Yes, you're in the middle of this challenging time. Yes, that kind of dry. But God is doing something. God is doing something. And you got to look for it, and then you got to commit to it. See, is there a sense of dryness and a sense of barrenness where nothing good seems to be going on in your life? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning. You know, let him speak to you that I am doing a new thing. Take a look, because if you'd look, you'd see what I'm doing. It's begun. Friends, God, God is doing something new and something good. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to, to don't let your past possess you. Don't get stuck. God knows all the crud that you and I have done. He knows. He sees. He knows all the poor decisions you've made. And he says, that's why I sent Jesus, to be your Savior. Because if any person is in Christ, they're a new creation. And yeah, I see all that stuff, but I'm telling you today, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Because I'm doing a new thing. It's springing up. Come and see. 
that's God's message to us this morning. You know, if you see, if you see what God is doing and he's making a way in the wilderness in your life right now, if you see him doing that, you know what? Grab that machete and just cooperate and start cutting away the, the wilderness and join God in making the way. If he's, if, he's, if he's making a stream in the midst of all the desert in your life, grab that shovel and start digging and say, God, I see it, man, I'm here, and start digging and see what God will do. That's what he's doing in your life. That's what he's doing in our church. This is a new season. And next week, we need that foundation, that godly foundation. If we're going to walk, and we're going to walk right in this new season, we're going to need to know how God wants us to walk, all right? Call the worship team up. As they're coming up, I want to say this, that, you know, it all starts with being a new creation in Christ. Because God knows we can't do it on our own. You probably know you can't do it on your own. Or you try to try to try, you can't. Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. That includes you, that includes me. That includes the people we know around us. And I want to say to you is that if, you're, if you can't get beyond your past, then Jesus is there. And if you would grab hold of him, and you would say, Jesus, I can't do this. I cannot let go of the guilt I'm feeling. Jesus says to you, I've come to remove that guilt. I've come to remove all the, the shame and the guilt and the pain that you are going through. That's why I died on that cross for you. And all you need to do is say, Jesus, I, I, I need that. I need you. And just welcome him into your life. This is Jesus. Will you be my savior? Because I need to be a new creation in Christ. I want to see the new thing that you want to do in my life. And it starts with Jesus. And so we're going to pray. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Take that first step. If you've never, ever taken that first step, take that first step and say, Jesus, I need you. Will you be my Savior? I've messed up. You've died on that cross for me. I just receive you as my Savior. And we're going to pray together. And if you prayed that for the first time or you prayed that and said, oh, I get it this time, then, you know, there's these, like, gifts out there with a Bible and a book and some, just a little Bible basic thing. Uh, there's a gift right outside the door on the table. If you pray that, just grab one. Just grab one and take a look and, and, and you know, bring the Bible next week and, and we'll go to Romans and, and that might be your first step into your new life with Christ. So why don't you stand with me? Let's pray. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for your amazing love for us. Thank you that instead of remembering our past, slapping us and spanking us for our past, 
You're saying, I've sent my son Jesus to forgive you of your past and that to give you an amazing future, that I'm doing a new thing in your life, that all you got to do is see, open your eyes to see what I'm doing because it's springing up. It's springing up. And for some of us, Father, we just want to say, you know, thank you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to seek and to save me. That I just can't get over my past on my own. I need a Savior. And today I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. That he died on that cross for my sin. And that I can be reconnected with you through what he did on that cross. So, Lord Jesus, we say, come, come and be my Savior today. Help me to walk. Help me to walk in your way. Open our eyes now. Holy Spirit, open our eyes that we could see what you're doing in our life that new thing that you're doing. Former things past. Old things 